Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Military Spouse Radio Show, brought to you in part by the Military Guide to Financial Independence and Retirement and by Armed Forces Insurance. This Here's your host, to Dave Edwards. Right hey, Jay, you're driving, I see. I, hear I am driving. You're on the optic route. You should reach your destination by 1701. <laughs> well, it's good to know you're doing it safe and you're doing it via Bluetooth. Talking with, hey, good morning, everybody. It's uh, Mail Military Spouse Radio Show, episode number 72. Uh, summer fun, male, mill spouse style. Uh, I'm your host, Crazy Dave Etter, also known as Old Fart. And I've got my co-host on the line. Oh, I'm driving and uh, navigating somewhere, Jay Howe. And every now and then you're going to hear his navigation tell him he's going in the right direction. Morning, Jay. Morning. Can you actually hear the navigation speak? Yeah, it's coming through nice and clear. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so where are you headed to? I'm actually heading to San Antonio, Texas right now. We're leaving New Orleans, Louisiana. Wow. So what time is it right now? Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock in the morning. Well, you're going to be up in the neck of woods with uh, Glenn. You're going to be in the same neck of woods with uh, Chris, of course. Need to get you and Chris together, and maybe he can uh, videotape you for MachoSpouse.com with one of the the, uh, helpful here's who you talk to videos he's got. We are going to be there in about, I want to say about 10 hours, because we got a couple stops in between. As soon as we get there, we are actually hooking up with a friend of mine, and we are going to eat and eat and eat and eat some more uh, carne asada and cosa pastor and all the good Mexican food. Yes, sir. And we're going to be there just for one night, and we're going to continue on to El Paso the very next morning. So that way we can make Arizona by the, was it the third, the fourth, third. Oh, and then well, we'll make San Diego. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, Whereabouts where in Arizona are you going to stop in at? Sierra Vista, right? No, actually, uh, I'm going to be stopping in at Waddell. Oh, well, just <laughs> so much for that idea. I would suggest a... Bay of West Valley. If you if you head down to the south part of Arizona, go go check out Tombstone and catch some of the live gunfights they have with the OK Corral. Right. Well, we'll be coming up through uh, Tucson since we're coming up through El Paso side. We're going to skim yep. the bottom of New Mexico, uh, cut through Las Cruces, skim the bottom of New Mexico, come up to Tucson, into the heart of Phoenix because we have family there in Phoenix. My brother lives in Waddell, so right. we're, we're going to take that big ten up, hit the 17, switch out to the 40, you know, in the heart of Phoenix. And take the 40 all the way out to Waddell. And um, once we visit with him, that night, the very next morning, we'll take Jackrabbit Road back down to the 10, cut through Yuma, and spit us out in San Diego, where there's more family there. Man, that's a long round trip you're taking. Long round trip. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> we're, it's, uh, 
as you leave New Mexico, as you leave New Mexico on Interstate 10 and come into Arizona, my hometown is just due north of that area right there. Uh, it's 30 miles off of Interstate 10 before you get to Wilcox oh, just a in Arizona. The town's called Safford, Arizona. That's my hometown. That's my, my stomping ground is that part of Arizona. Uh, I am so actually you, my my stopping grounds in Arizona was the uh, north end of, of Arizona, uh, like Twenty yeah. Second uh, Avenue and Dunlap, oh, kind of that area. <laughs> Phoenix is not the north side of Arizona. Come on now. I mean, not, not Arizona, north side of Phoenix, rather. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a nice area there. You got Scottsdale to the uh, to the west. Yep. So. Once you get down into to uh, uh, once you get over to after you get done in Yuma, where are you, which way are you heading? Straight across to San Diego. Cool. I'm gonna go visit San Bernardino area. It's my wife's. Uh, no, downtown. Well, not downtown San Diego, but about um, San Diego State University area, uh, Arrow Drive area, oh, next hey. to uh, Qualcomm Stadium. And there for Mexican food, you're gonna eat Del Taco, right? No, <laughs> Del Taco. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Del Taco. I mean, come on, it's surfer food, dude. Hank, oh, and Hank Ten. <laughs> you gotta remember, my wife is half Mexican. <laughs> That's just like going to Taco Bell and calling that Mexican. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But <laughs> man, their burritos are big. Okay, so if you like big burritos. And you're in Phoenix area. Uh, what was the name of that place? I used to, I used to always go to there when I was college. It was right next to the college I used to go to. Uh, what was it? Um, I forget the name of that one. They had some good-sized burritos. But if you're in San Diego, out near National City, you go uh, Tacos del Gordo de Tijuana. They actually make yes. Tacos El Pastor. And they make very good Tacos El Pastor. In a quarter mile, merge onto I-10 West. And a quarter mile might go to I-10 West. Yeehaw. <laughs> I'm up, like the heart of downtown New Orleans. So I just left Terrytown, and we're, we're shooting across the tent in, into the heart of New Orleans. So <laughs> nice. here for a little bit. And uh, it'll tell you that uh, I'm merged. Continue on I-10 West, 78 miles. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for, 78 miles. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you gonna get? Are you gonna get a chance to do any grilling? Uh, yeah, in, in uh, Texas. So as soon as we get into Texas, uh, a friend of mine, who's a trucker, <laughs> big guy, Mexican, all around. His family's all Mexican and everything else. So they, they're gonna, they, they want to the, you know, bust out the Patron and the tequila. And I'm like, no, no, no. We're just here for the food. So <laughs> we're gonna eat a lot of good food. And he's going to grill up some uh, carne asadas, uh, put together all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. So when we get there, we, we, we'll eat. Glenn will call and see, if, uh, see what he's got. Uh, he might uh, have some food prepped up for you if you give him a call ahead of time and uh, uh, bring you down some uh, some ribs and some uh, some steak to go with all of that. Something you can shred up that he's already got cooked up. He's got probably got some bacon already prepared. 
everything grilled is good with bacon. That's true. That is very true. Except for me. Well, I don't know. I just had a thought. Bacon wrapped jalapenos. I've actually come across a place, Planet Swirl. They actually include bacon in their ice cream. And it's not bad. Really? Bacon (laughs) in the ice cream? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I... If if that catches on, if that really catches on and people people you know enjoy it and drink it, or drink it, uh, eat it, maybe then make uh, some homemade ice cream and use bacon drippings. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> it's like okay, it's pretty interesting. Bacon I mean, ice cream. <laughs> wow. I, you know what? I'm now. T- I, now I want to try it. I cooked up some bacon this morning. Wonder. And I was thinking about. I was thinking about breaking out some some uh, hash browns. I got some hash browns in the, the freezer. They fry up best in the bacon grease. I thought about doing Absolutely. that, up, but now, now I'm wondering if maybe I, if I pour a little bit of bacon grease into my yogurt and mix it up, what it would taste like. <laughs> What I do is I make uh, fried potatoes. So I, I do the bacon, leave the grease in, in the pan because it's oil, basically, and then uh, cut up, you know, big chunked out uh, potatoes. And then right. rice it all up with um, garlic powder, onion powder, paprika, pepper, oregano, hmm. basil kind of thing, and then just kind of lightly fry it in that. Hmm. And then serve that with your bacon. That sounds good too. And I'm getting hungrier and hungrier. I've got this beer in front of me. I'm fixing to drink some beer. My favorite, the pig beer. Can't get away from pig beer. I just would we just did we, we just got back from Paris yesterday. Drove in Paris. Uh, don't do that. I'm telling you, don't do that. Um you know, that I'm getting all crippled up and all, and I can't walk around much. I sat down in this little diner, just about a block, maybe two blocks away from uh, the Eiffel Tower, but it was right at the intersection where the metro drops you off, right there downtown at, at the at the Eiffel Tower. And I'm watching the intersection there, and it, it, apparently it's a major intersection. I don't know. It's crawling with cops. French police were everywhere, all running around in pairs. Not a single one of them stopping anybody for driving infractions. I think there were like 18 people wanting to go north, 18 people wanting to go south, 18 people wanting to go east, 18 people wanting to go west, and then a, a whole shitload of them trying to come in on the sides and the angles and all different directions on motorcycles and what. How there were no accidents, well there was, well, there was one accident and Pretty much all the cops did was direct people away from it so that two cars could disentangle and they drove off. Yeah. What the hell? So, <laughs> Interesting. We we drove so that we were you know uh, uh, away from uh, away from the, uh, the, the, the away from the center of Paris and took the metro in. So that seemed to be the smart thing to do. But my. God, those people are crazy in France. 
especially around parents. And the lube, I'm telling you what, it, people talk about the lube and you think you know the lube, you think you've seen the lube because you see that, that, that glass pyramid. Well, that's all they show you in the pictures, but what you don't recognize and realize when you see that glass pyramid in the pictures is that's one tiny part of the lube. The lube is yeah, wrapped that, that, in that huge-ass building that's wrapped around that glass pyramid and goes underground at least two, three uh, uh, layers down below that of visible things. I, I read one review that said that there was a really fast three-hour tour that they will take you on under the Louvre, and it only covers maybe a third of the area. It's like, well, hell, I'm going nowhere, so I stayed up in the damn food court under cameras and drank me a beer. That was good. Lots of beer. Yeah, I see your Facebook posts. You've been going all over the place. Oh, yeah. Well, we got relatives in. We got relatives from South Carolina. Or I'm sorry, South California. I'm sorry. Uh, from South California visiting. We've got uh, one relative from Texas is visiting. We're all one big happy group. Um, I can't tag everybody that's on the uh, on Facebook on the pictures because uh, not everybody has uh, Facebook accounts. But there's eight of us total, and we're just having a blast checking things out. It's... It's been fun. It's, uh, a lot of the castles and such, uh, Steph and I have already done. We've already visited. So we have a clue as to where to go and where to park for, for doing the, the, the trips and all. But, man, I'll tell you what, um, it's it's been fun, and we still got more places to go. I, today was one of those days where it's just we're kicking back and relaxing. And it, this is where I need to take to, – I, I, I haven't done the show since this time last month because we've been busy getting prepared for the, this, this uh, couple of weeks. And now that we're here, I need to, you know, I needed to get one more, I need to get a show in. So we're doing a show now. We're going to talk barbecuing tips. We're going to, uh, uh, what bikini wax to use, uh, what, you know, little, little, little fun things to, to bratwurst, tips and what kind of beers to drink and you know just have some fun you know did i lose you jay Uh oh i may have lost jay i may have lost myself i don't even know if i'm still on the show (laughs) damn internet does that to me i'll have to show it's doing on my phone here. See if I can bring up the phone. There's my phone. And contact. Are you are you there, Jay? Can you hear me? Hello, hello. Ah. Well, hell, I can't call in that way.
Hello, hello. Hello, are you there? I'm here now. I told you my wife was calling. Uh, like I said, I lost her earlier when she made that oh turn. Oh, my goodness. So. I thought maybe I lost. I dropped out, and I was trying to figure out whether or not I dropped out. Wow. No, okay. I said, hold on, while you're in the middle of your tirade that my wife was calling, and it was like a third ring or else it would have hung up on her, so I swapped it real quick. <laughs> Behind I, me I, now, so it's all good. Okay. I'm sorry about that. Um, man, my, yep. actually, I'm saying sorry about that to the to the listeners who wondered about the dead air there. Uh, I just realized what I used to be able to do in Texas, I can't do now. This I can't just dial in. Hmm. Well, shoot. I could have put calls together, but she was just talking about stuff like uh, where we're going and what we do. It wouldn't really be interesting. Yeah. I uh, I got one of the one of the cousins right now is out on the, the, the drill out outside. He's getting ready to make up some uh, beer brats, um, which I find oh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to. He's going to use some pig beer. We're gonna yeah. we're going to. Uh, uh, cook up the brats. And he's got a, 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 a method to his cooking. I just can't bring you guys with me to go watch him do this. But um, what you need, Nathan, what you need to do, there's a red igniter over there. That's what you need because the, the switch doesn't work. And he's getting ready to fire that grill up. It's, uh, it's a little, it's 20 after 4 here. So in the afternoon. Nice and toasty, warm day. A little bit of a breeze. We've had a lot of rain, a lot of bugs. It's a wonderful time. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, brats, beer brats on top of that. We had uh, a couple of brats up in Wisconsin when we stopped by there to visit the family and do some workation, you know. I found out some scary things about schnitzel. <laughs> sort of, sort of scary things about schnitzel. Look on a scary thing. Well, you know what it's schnitzel is. Don't you? What's that? He says the fact that all he says is the funny part about schnitzel, and it's a staple here in Germany, obviously. Schnitzel uh, is a portion of pig, right? And it, and 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 it's hammered out because it's it can be tough if you just ate it right straight off the pig. Or though, why would you want to eat it right straight off the pig? I think you'd want to cook it first. But anyway, kind of hard to eat it off straight off the pig. But you know what part of pig a good most good schnitzels are? I do not know. It's the nose. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. Okay. <laughs> it's oh, good snout. I'll eat it. <laughs> it. It's the part that finds truffles in the mud. It's the part that roots through all the, the, the shit in the pen and makes all the funny noises and all. Most tender tender spot on the, on the pig is supposed to be his nose. And that's the truth. I mean, because... I mean, what are the parts of a pig? Parts of a pig are, of course, you know, its head, which has got a lot of good stuff. I guess if you cook it up really, really well, it, popping the eyeballs out and, you know, jelly candies. And <clears throat> if you have, 
if you have sensitive ears, you want, you want to turn your head because I might get a little ugly, ugly gross for you. But you know, you get, then you got pig brains, which comes out kind of like pudding. <laughs> Gray pudding, but it's pudding, and it's. I'm not, you, uh, I'm not sure if you, you caught my reference to the rada 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 thing. Did you catch my reference to that? No, I missed it. Uh, I'm not. Okay. You're well, kind of breaking up on me. Yeah, a little bit because I, I just left New Orleans. I'm cutting across the water right now, off the the ten. But uh, the in the world of gumball, no, what is it called? In the cartoon Chowder. His best friend's name is Schnitzel, and that's all he ever says in the whole entire cartoon is rada rada rada. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta have kids in order to get that reference. <laughs> yeah, well, Chowder was a good, good comic. It's too bad it didn't last long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, they got they get there's pickled pig's feet which you eat while while you suck Those on good. drinking <clears throat> beer. Uh, you got bacon, which is the the, the 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 belly of the pig. You got your ham, which is the the, the pig's ass, well his leg, oh big that big ass leg portion. Uh, then you got uh, fried pork rings. And you know what pork rings are, right? They're just fried asshole. Um, you got yeah. <laughs> Chicarones is, of course, pig skin. All kinds of pig skin. The more tender it is, the closer to the groin it was. Um, yeah, and then there's pig jowls, and I forgot which ate how what what pig jowls were called. You know, pig cheeks. But yeah, all parts of a pig are edible. Some are not too digestible, but most are edible. And pig bones, of course, you want to give those to the dog so he's got something to gnaw on for a while. Uh, makes them happy. Same with the ears. Oh, yeah, pig ears. Absolutely, yeah. Get those all le- nice and leathery, dry them out. Uh, but throw, them in, throw them in with uh, with your strawberries and your pineapple slices and your banana slices in the dehydrator and get your pig ears nice and ready to go. I mean, and it adds flavor to the banana chips. Good idea. Yep. That kind of sounds great. I should probably shut up. I'll probably grow some people out. <laughs> I probably there's probably going to be absolutely nobody listening to this show. You know what I mean? Ah, gross. You have a, a couple of diehard fans that'll be listening. Yeah, they're like, oh, they get off that topic short and, and soon enough, and they'll get back on the regular topic. What is the topic anyway for this this uh, show? The summer fun. Oh, summer Rolling summer fun. Yeah, summer recipes, fun. The best summer fun you can have is the best summer fun you can have is PCS in the middle of your summer or at the beginning of your summer. Oh, I know. Isn't that such a joyful time? It's beautiful, man. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm having make, tons of fun. We makes makes the kids all you know bubbly, bubbly, happy, happy, joy, joy. Uh, yeah. What really amazes me is how how well behaved 
kids are during a PCS? Well, actually, my son is really, really good. You can't even hear him. He's sitting right behind me, <laughs> playing on his uh, tablet. But, yeah, it's probably because you taught him how to use it. So he's over there, he's plotting that he's probably like Pinky in the brain. What are we doing tonight, brain? Uh, same thing we always do, Pinky. What's that? Trying to take over the world. Trying to take over the world. <laughs> That's kids these days with their tablets and all. Ah, so much fun. Yeah, I was looking through all of this, the stuff. Looking through the goodies that, that have popped up on uh, Facebook here for a while. There's been nothing really, really exciting happening other than, you know, we've got the elections coming up real quick. We, we can talk politics. I like talking politics. Politics are fun. They're what keeps America no, great. Right? They're not fun. I was talking to somebody some time ago, uh, a foreigner, when we were in in, in America, and uh, and he told me he says he says I asked him I said what do you think of America? Do you think you ever want to live here? And he says no. I said why? And he says your politics. You guys can never decide on what you want to do. Everything is you always are doing things different. You can't make up your mind. I said, well, neither can you guys. I mean, you guys have different political parties as well, and then that happens. He goes, no, you guys get something, and it seems to be going, and then you change your mind. Every four years, you change your mind. Well, I'm kind of glad to see that happen because you watch some of these other uh, other countries, and they stick with something for a long time until somebody's brave enough to try and stand up to it and make a change. We don't have to worry about that. We have to make a change because the, the, the simple majority, emphasis on simple, because all the simpletons out there that just blindly vote on their political party and not paying attention to the to what what their what the events and the, the everything occurring is. But uh, if we were able to ever get a complete, a, a true majority of people voting. We might see some big differences, but most people are happy just to say, you know, I only have to deal with it for four years. It'll change. And thus they don't go out and vote. I'm just so sad. It it makes me sad. It drives me crazy. Uh, Well, it's not really that we change our minds. It's just that the the people that, that we do elect to office, we, we got several parties on different sides of the of the issue, and each party has their own ideas and their own agendas of how to get it done. And if you don't get it done in four years, the other party is gonna take over and, and try to do it their way. So it does change your mind, or so they think they're going to. I mean, right? It totally amazes me that that most people. That that wander around and think that they're intelligent do not understand our political system. Namely, well, uh, I think I've talked to you about this so that you probably know the answers. And if you do, that's cool. 
Go ahead and spout them out for me. But how many how many branches of of the political field do we have? I mean, we got legislative. I'm not talking. I'm not talking political parties. I'm talking uh, our our form of government itself. How do we make laws happen? What are our branches of government? Three. So we have executive, judicial, and legislative. Uh, there's legislative. four. Legislative. There's there's four. What's the fourth? Yes, you have the first. You have the three major ones that everybody sees and relies on, and were probably taught that's all there was. But there's a fourth. You see, we have we have the legislative. And they will create a law because of a problem that somebody's identified and have said, Congress, you need to make a law. So Congress makes a law, and they get it ratified. They get it all determined that, yeah, okay, this is good enough to be a law. Now they kick it to executive. Executive takes a look at it. They say, the president says, hmm, that's pretty cool. I think we can get our, our, our police department, who are, by the way, police departments, are part of the executive branch. Uh, yeah, I think that can, that's a good law. We can make that into a law. And he signs it. And thus, it's passed It's passed legislative, and it's gone into executive. Now judicial takes a look at it, and that's where the, the Supreme Court goes, is it constitutional? Are we going to break anybody's constitutional rights? And if it passes muster through Congress, I mean, it passes muster through the judicial, then it becomes law, correct? Except for one thing, the fourth. The fourth portion of our political is the jury. And the jury will take in court where you, the defendant who has been accused of breaking this law, requests because you have that right, requests to have a trial by a jury of your peers, you, the jury, can overthrow Congress, executive, and judicial, and find that person not guilty of that law, and thus nullify that law. Because once that happens, now there's jurisdictional prudence that says it can be overthrown, and it has been overthrown, thus that law is not necessarily a good law, and Congress has to start all over again. Fourth, that fourth branch is where we, the people, come into play. So, do you vote? No, no because it still has to go to the the Supreme Court. Supreme Court has the final say on any of those rulings. Supreme Court cannot overthrow what a jury has found not guilty. Jury, the Supreme Court cannot overthrow what a jury has found guilty. What the Supreme Court can overthrow is whether or not the judicial process that found that person guilty or not guilty has been, was done in error. That they can overthrow. But they can't overthrow, they can't overthrow what the Supreme Court has decided was a constitutionally okay law. The jury can That's the fun part. 
if you do not vote, branch, if you do not vote in the elections, if you do not register to vote, and it doesn't matter whether you're Republican, Democrat, liberal, can, uh, 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 you can be anything you want, as long as you are registered to vote, that will put you into the potential jury pool, and once you have stood stood in a trial as a jury member, you have you have power. Because you as a jury member, most of the time, if not all of the time, it requires a unanimous vote of the jury. You don't vote in we don't vote in the elections, general elections, if you do not register to be a voter, you cannot be in a jury, and thus you have no power to overthrow a bogus law. See what I mean? Yep. That's what I and schools don't teach that. And I don't understand why schools don't teach that. It is so important. I mean they, they teach they teach kids to get out and vote because your vote counts. Well, if they understand the fourth portion of our government, then yes, they're right, your vote counts. But they're telling them that your one vote could sway the difference between this person getting elected and that person getting elected, and that is not true. And that never happens, and that is up for debate anyway when you start dealing with presidential elections, which most everybody looks at as the most important reason to go out and vote. And in presidential elections, your vote really does not count. All you show is is what statistically seems to be the majority of residents of a certain area want to see happen, and thus the electoral college representative now knows how to vote the majority. So does your vote count? Your vote's not going to sway in. Not one individual vote in for for one uh, candidate, but by voting, you can get on that you can get on that jury and overthrow what the, what the president said, or some president somewhere along the line said. That was the that was the fourth thing we could talk about, and that was politics. <laughs> uh, politics. You scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. Just don't expect me to follow the law. (laughs) Yeah, really. That is is so true. That is so true. The funny thing about that is that the laws are made for everyone to to follow, and yet there are certain people that is above the law, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, that they are. I've never figured that out, but they are, or they they, they come across that way. Frustrating, 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 frustrating. Well, anyway, um, so have you beer wise, beer and alcohol wise? Is there anything new that you've come up with that us guys need to to be paying attention to? Uh, I have not. No. 
Yeah, you know, I've been with me driving time. long, long days, so I don't really get into alcohol when when I'm driving. So that's that's smart. That's smart. <laughs> I, I mean, I drove all the way from Rhode Island all the way down to Louisiana. Really? Yeah, that's where we started off at. We were stationed in Newport, Rhode Island, at the Naval War College. Right. Then we shot across to Wisconsin to do a workcation, meaning uh, it's our vacation because we're PCSing. But at the same time, we have to stop at the, the old family house and knock down a couple of trees before it, it demolishes the house. So we did that. While we're there, we, we got some good cheese and good sauces and stuff and food. Then from there, we shot down through Illinois, ended up uh, cutting through St. Louis, meet up with uh, sister-in-law there. Then we made our way down to Tennessee, checked on the house that we own, from the family there. And then from there, since it was like a 12-hour drive from there to San Antonio, we decided to take a slight detour down south to half that distance a little bit to go to Louisiana. Now we're on our way to San Antonio. Man, it's a, that's a good zigzag through the country. Gotta love it. Well, we have to go to Tennessee. So, well, we have yeah. to go to Wisconsin. Oh. We have to go to Tennessee. That was the two stops that we had to do. There was a uh, of course no fans or butts that we because we have to we have to take some of the stuff like my guns. I didn't want to take it overseas with me, so I, I had I had to take it back to the house and store it there. Right. So. On the way down, they're like, hey, can you stop at the, the house in Wisconsin and go cut down them trees? I'm like, oh, okay. And we went and go cut down the trees. <laughs> I did. I've got, found a new discovery, a really cool, really cool new, new discovery. Oh, yeah? It what, deals with, with scotch. Here's what I found. Get you... Some good old fashioned country time lemonade. Okay? Oh, no. And no, no, seriously, hang on. You set the lemonade off to the side. You take your sip of scotch and savor that taste of scotch. Mm. Mm. That's so good. And then grab that lemonade and take a swallow of lemonade. And I'll tell you what, you'll think you went to heaven. Now, I'm not saying mix, do not mix the two together. I am not sure what's going to happen if you mix the two together. It could blow up, for all I know, it could explode. But after you've savored that wonderful scotch taste, just let it swirl around in your mouth and go down your throat. Oh, so nice. Yeah. And then you take a swallow, just take a little shot of that, 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 that ice cold lemonade. You will think you went to heaven. It is so good. All right, I'll try it. I got so whenever you get a chance, I'll try it. <laughs> but I don't. I don't recommend mixing them. I don't think that's gonna. Work. That's gonna work. Dude, it I'm gonna like try it. I got it some. Sounds almost like Long it. Island iced tea kind of thing. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then we or got like the. A, uh, Hard, hard cider lemonade or hard lemonade or whatever they call it nowadays. Hmm, that is true. That's not a bad thing. You know, that's an interesting idea. Maybe I will try and mix a little bit together see what happens. 
I think I'll put on some gloves and a welding mask and make sure they don't get hurt from the glass shattering. <clears throat> I mean, Another if you thing like the frou-frou-fruity kind of drinks, do uh, Malibu and pineapple juice and stuff like that. That's good. That's yeah, like the, the hardest drink I can really do. Malibu. As it That's sits now, I got drink. several several big bottles of wine we need to kill off. Probably do some of that later, too. Right here, you want it? What's that? No, nah, my son was asking if he, if I had his hot chocolate. Yeah, it's right here. There is no straw. You know what I? You don't drink hot chocolate through a straw. You know what I forgot to do? I almost went. I went right by it. At, on the at the half hour mark, I was supposed to play this, so I'll play it right now. Oh, okay. From Armed Forces Insurance. So hang on. As Captain Barrett's wife, I'm known for my volunteer work, but at home... Hey, you ate all the cookies. Wasn't me. I'm known for my amazing chocolate chip cookies, and that's fine with me. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote, or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. That's right. Armed Forces Insurance, brand new sponsor of Male Military Spouse Radio Show. Glad to have them on board. I uh, I, I, I worked out a deal with them, and they're going to we do it. I'm helping out showing what to, to, to cut up the potatoes. They're going to boil some potatoes and make some homemade mashed taters to go with these beer broths. Uh, we went down to the commissary today. I hope the commissary. I love getting my savings in. And one of the things I find is that I agree they lied about 30% savings. You can actually get 60 and 70% savings, and you can get them regularly, especially if you like to just shop the things that are marked down, because the commissary does like to mark things way down code. Well, on the shelf. I found Tropicana orange juice. Mm-hmm. Love Tropicana orange juice in the, the gallon containers or the half gallon containers. Eh, pretty good size. But um, half price. Half, getting good 50% savings there. No pulp. So it's going to be really good for making mixers with. So maybe I'll try me a nice cold glass of orange juice. Drink my, drink my, uh, drink my, uh, oop, you're still hissing. <laughs> I put I put you on hold there for a moment because there's a weird hiss, Jay, and it, and it was coming through the commercial. Anyway, the, um, the try some of that orange juice. Still there, yeah. well, there you go. It kind of sort of is. It's, it's lesser, lessened, uh, but. Trying with like I did with the the, the lemonade. I'm gonna try with the orange juice. Give me that scotch rolling, you know, coat the inside of the mouth with that wonderful scotch flavor. I use the Glenlivet 12. Glenlivet 12 is easy to come by. It's a Highland single single barrel single malt Highland Scotch liquor, and it's tasty, tasty. But I'm trying doing that that chaser with the 
orange juice and see whether or not that's any good. If not, I've got some vodka sitting around the house here. You can always chase it with beer. Well, I do that on a regular basis, and it is good. It brings out that chocolatey flavor of dark dunkles. <laughs> oh, somebody's talking about me over on my over on the page here. Let me see, Michelle. What did you write? I have no doubts they will have some great summer fun tips. Spend a little time hanging out with the good guy, Dave Better. Why? Thank you, Michelle. I don't know if she's listening right now, but, uh, oh, which reminds me, folks, if you want to call in, just jump right on the phone and give us a call. Since nowadays the uh, uh, calling in the in America, while you're in America, you can call anybody anywhere, anytime. There's really no such thing as long-distance fees anymore. Uh, the phone number is 516-453-9167. Give us a call, and we'll put you right on. Uh, do it by, via Skype probably works the best. That phone number again, 516-453-9167. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, podcasts are always available. They're available forever and ever. Uh, amen. And that's the way it'll be. Uh, we'll be able to dial anything. But if you're listening live from Blog Talk Radio, you can click the clicker to tells you to join the show and it'll bring you right in. Uh, it does that through Skype. I don't know if you need to have the Skype uh, engine on your computer already. Uh, it, you'll find out. It'll tell you. And Try it out. See what you think. So, you're just outside of uh, New Orleans. Well, now you're, out, you're pretty far away from New Orleans now. You're probably most of the way to Louisiana line, yes? Um, I'm about 38 miles from the next changeover, so yeah. So you go right from Louisiana. You're you're following Interstate 10, so you're gonna go jump into Mississippi. Uh, uh let me. I gotta. I'm trying to mute myself and unmute myself in case if I'm doing that hissing noise, as well as looking at the map. So it's like, uh, I don't know. I gotta look at a map again. I, all I know is I'm like about 38 miles off the the next change. Whatever the next change is going to be. So what? What's the the, the street sign? What's the street sign telling you? Oh, what sign? I'm in the middle of the bayou. Oh, that's right. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. That's all swampland there. To the right. I'm uh, to the left. 31 miles uh, outside of the changeover to Interstate 10 West. But it's still Interstate 10. Yeah, so it's says uh, Baton Rouge in 24 miles. Baton Rouge, yeah, you're still in Louisiana. You still got a ways. Okay. I'm trying to remember my. I don't want to bring it up on my. Well, I could. I could do that. I could bring it up on my phone and take a look. It's, that's good cheating. <laughs> uh, I'm coming up on Louisiana 22, if that helps any. It probably would if I was looking at a map, but I'm not looking at a map yet. Give me a chance and I shall. I will uh, cut right through Baton Rouge, though, in 24 miles. So that's like a 25 minutes out of Baton Rouge. I opened up my phone, and I'm still at my, on my phone. I'm still looking at. Uh, I'm still looking at uh, 
Paris. It's like, oh my God. Now Baton Rouge is like smack dab in the middle of the state, so you're like screwed, dude. You're there for a while. Let's see, I need to get rid of satellite. That works. Actually no, you Lafayette's gonna be halfway. And yeah, where you're I'm where probably you're, ten, so I will yeah. cut through Lafayette as well. Where you're where you're heading up to is where twelve Interstate twelve meets Interstate ten, because Interstate twelve goes away. Yep. And then you're strictly on ten west. Beautiful country. Yeah. You brought your uh, son with you, right? Yeah, I got my I got my son and my two dogs with me, and the wife is driving the other car behind me. You know what you could do, which would be fun, is take a quick stop, uh, bring out the rope, and uh, dangle the dogs to catch small gators, but use the kid to catch bigger gators. <laughs> I've been What's looking for gators. And, you know, I, I figured this is gator country. There was a gator That's that right. took the two-year-old kid out in Walt Disney World, so I figured, you know, this has got more well, gators out here. I still haven't seen one. Yeah, the only reason that gator got in trouble is because he had water. I mean... He was trying, just trying to show everybody that how the, how the gorilla was misunderstood. This is how you protect a kid. It's just too bad he was underwater. <laughs> That's so terrible. I, well, uh, I feel bad for the family. I, I truly do. At the same time, you let your kid wade around in water? You yeah. Know, you know what? foot of water in, in, in Florida? Really? You're just asking for it. Yeah, the kid with the gorilla, the kid and the gorilla, that was that was something that the parents really, it, that, was, that was stupid. The, the parents should not, the parents should be directly responsible and in trouble for that one. Because, I'm sorry, you've got a two-year-old that is acting the fool to begin with, and... He's saying he wants to jump in there and play with the gorillas. And then he, you turn your head away from him to take care of the others, and he's jumped up onto the railing and then fell in. Uh, uh, no, I think he got pushed. What he definitely did was is that parents, parents were, should be directly responsible for that. Now, uh, but then, on the other hand, is the, the thought that you know when you have a whole bunch of kids and they're all trying to do the same thing that Junior's doing, you could get your get distracted. So well, maybe not with the gorilla. Gorilla, okay, yeah. The parents, it, 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 that that was a, that was a bad thing. Fortunately, the kids going to live. The ones with the gators, come on, people. Why would you let? Why first off, why would you be Resting and relaxing at a gator pond. <laughs> well, it wasn't exactly right next a gator pond. Right next to the water where it says no wading, it says no swimming. It said no swimming. That's all the sign said. Okay, one year in Walt Disney World, the happiest place on earth, or whatever, you know. So there should be some kind of uh, semblance of. Safety, right? Because you're in Walt Disney World of all uh, of all places. 
But then again, you got to understand, Walt Disney World is in Florida, and the state. Look, look at the, the state university mascot. You know, it's uh, Florida Gators. You know. It all know. boiled down to. It all boiled down to you know. Okay, uh, that was pure stupidity. The Gators fast. But the kids should not have been playing in the water. Right. I'm sorry. I had a kid that age. I had a kid that age and and playing in a pond where there were no gators. I never let a kid that age wade in the water without me being right there with the kid. I do remember when we went to Walt Disney World. Last November, when we got there, the Disney people told us, do be, do, do be careful, do check the pool. And every resort had a pool, an outdoor pool. Do right. check the pool before going in, because sometimes gators will be in the pool. And you can actually see through the water. You can see the gator if you look in, you know, before you jump in. Where the kid was waiting was not a pool. It was just you know, the, one of the waterways that they have there. It's like, okay. They might not have signs that says, hey, beware of gators, but they do have signs that says, uh, you know, no swimming. I still, wouldn't, I still wouldn't have a kid that, that age, that size, unattended. Right, absolutely. That's why I said I feel bad for the family, but at the same time, they should have used common sense. Yeah. It's an ultimate punishment, if you will. You know, it's an ultimate lesson learned. Yep. (laughs) My wife just walked in. They said, hi, Radio World. They just came back from, they just went over to France and uh, hit the bakery. That's one of the fun parts about being this this portion of uh, Germany. You're real close to France. You can go to France and get... Get, get food from France. We just had some beignets over at the Café du Monde. That's why we stopped there. And you know what you should have done while you was up in Wisconsin? You should have made a trip over to Canada and got you some, uh, I don't know, Canadian bacon. No, nah, we did that last uh, last time we came through. Uh, it was in February. We took a trip through Niagara Falls, went through Canada, popped out in Michigan. And then we went down around uh, the lake up into Wisconsin. So, yeah, we've done that last time, earlier this year. (laughs) We just didn't have time to go through Canada. Right. We was actually supposed to go to Bolt Castle at the beginning of our trip. But due to unforeseen circumstances, you know how PCSing is. They say they'll be there Monday and they don't show up. And then they say, oh, we'll get you cleared out in, in one day. It takes four. You know, things like that. Uh, so we didn't quite make Bolt Castle, which is up in Alexandria Bay, New York, upstate New York. So we didn't pop to Canada uh, like how we wanted to. So we ended up going straight from Valen to Wisconsin. So what kind of cheese did you get while you were in Wisconsin? Um, lots of mozzarella, 
some good sharp cheddar, some smoky cheddar. They, they got some good, all kinds of cheeses. Then we took it all down to uh, Tennessee. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, we also grabbed some public summer sausage and all the good stuff. We made sandwiches all, all, all the way down from Wisconsin down to Tennessee. We're just eating, you know, the King wine sweet bread. We put some garlic, some sausage on that thing, and we just shot down and made our way with cheese and sausage all the way down to Tennessee. It was awesome. Wow. The only sweet breads I've ever really tried is in, and I did it once, and I'll never do it again once I found out what they were. Rocky Mountain sweet breads. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Rocky Mountain sweetbreads or rock or, or bull nuts? Oh, you mean Rocky Mountain oysters? Well, they they call them sweetbreads too. Okay. And that's where it threw me. I thought it was actually bread, but it wasn't. It was like, what the hell is this? And so we'll try it. And I tried it, and it was like, it's kind of pasty and kind of dry. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, well, well, People actually eat this crap? Apparently they do. You're going to be like a, what's his name, uh, Zimmerman, Bizarre Foods. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, no. he actually ate uh, Rocky Mountain Oysters. He goes, ah, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> I remember that episode. Like, okay. Holy so bad. My wife just walked in with this, uh, best I could say, it's a, uh, uh, it's an eclair. It's it's more like a big cookie. Well, it's a cookie. Um, Tropezien. Never heard of that before. It's French. Help me out. T r o p e z i e n n e. Not sure how you would say that in French, but it's. It's a looks like a giant cookie with cream and oh, it's soft cream. Oh, oh, it's tasty. Oh, that's gonna be so good. It's gonna be messy. Oh, I I guess that's summer fun for you, right? Uh, Good cookies and good cakes and stuff like that from France. Messy pastries, yeah. Yeah, things that keep me, keep you know what, by you know, keep me in shape. I am in shape. Round is a shape. Round is a shape. That's right. That's right. And and and, and just because I'm fluffy, and I am fluffy, uh, I weighed myself the other day, and I understand now why women don't like to talk about their weight. Uh. I am large, very large. And Are you a left 210? Oh, 210 on the right side, probably 210 on the left side. No, no, no I'm not. I'm not that. I'm heavy. a light 210. <laughs> I'm. I'm an. I'm an air. I'm very, very light 365. <laughs> Whatever you know, what I'm saying. They, they say light, and then they give the, like a heavyweight. Well, I'm a light two ten. Light, light. So it's like, so 
like saying, yeah, how old are you? 21. Again. Like 30 times. Why do they, <laughs> okay, why do people do that? After you reach a above 65, they say, I am 65 years young. Instead of, I'm 18 years old. I'm 20 years old. Once you, you go above 65, it's like 66. I'm 66 years young. Why did it? Why do people do that? After 64 years of saying old, they get kind of old. So, <laughs> switch it up a little. No, it's, uh, speaking of summertime, there's a uh, Blue Star Families came out with a, a little list of summertime things to do. I'm not sure if you you get their emails. No, I did not. I do not. If you go to Blue Star Family uh, website, I think it's bluestarfamily.org. If you go there, you can sign up for their electronic newsletters, and they'll send them out to you. They have a reading contest. They have, oh, matter of fact, this one, since that's your thing, they have an article about PTSD, and they have, uh, you know, tools to work with. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, it's in their uh, last newsletter that they emailed out. But, yeah, they got some good stuff. I'm, that was dumb. I put Blue Start Families instead of Blue Star Families. Yeah, Blue Star Families. Blue Star uh, families. Also, mention of all the free parks and museums and things like that. And they even have a short little article on where to go to get uh, your free parks pass for military. <laughs> well, I'm going to bring that up. Uh, while I'm doing that, I need to play a couple of quick commercial breaks, or a couple of co- quick commercials. I'll be back in one minute 30. How's that? Is your current financial state keeping you up at night? Unsure how you could possibly save for retirement with such a tight budget? Well, one of today's sponsors is the Military Guide for Financial Independence and Retirement, written by Doug Nordman and is available through your local library or for purchase on Amazon. This book shows service members, veterans, and their families how to reach financial independence and retire on their terms and, in my opinion, should be required reading for all man spouses. There are no tricks or gimmicks, just thoughtful spending and a higher savings rate. Most military families can do this within 10 to 20 years, and a few have done it even faster. All of Doug's royalties are donated to military charities, so you know he's financially independent without your money. So, get your copy today from the library, or buy one at Amazon. The Military Guide to Financial Independence and Retirement, written by Doug Nordman. When I'm on base, I'm known as Staff Sergeant Cooper, but at home... Daddy! Hi, Dad. Daddy! I'm known as Dad, and I wouldn't have it any other way. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote, or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. That was weird. That was weird. As soon as the commercial was over, my computer decided to freeze up on me, and I couldn't bring us back on the morning. Okay, I was wondering what happened. Are you back? All I hear is dead air. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm looking at the thing, the screen went black, they had little swirlies going, saying, you know, it was it was trying to connect me back up. Well, anyway, no, uh, bluestarfam.org. So instead okay. of putting families, you put fam.org. That brought up the site. So that's cool. Let's bring that up. Let's take a look at it. Uh, connect with your community. They're a great organization. What's that? Good worthy organization? Uh oh. Non profit. They're a 501c3. Oh, okay. I remember something about Blue Star Families. They they had a, they started out and it was a rough start because they were starting out as a political entity. But they dropped the political entity, but they were started enough that they kept Blue Star going. Right. Where There's is the Gold Star and the Gold Star is survivors of uh veterans that fell in combat. And then the Blue Star right. was supposed to be the families of the survivors of veterans in combat. What what I what I got from was that the Blue Star was it was supposed to be uh, military families for that were Democrats and they were starting out as a political entity, hence the Blue Star uh, versus you know calling them calling themselves White Star or Red Star uh, Blue Star and then that kind of that kind of bit them in the butt a little bit so but they kept the name and now they're full fledged non non political entity. Right. Let's let's see where it could is be. where is I'm looking for the where we could where I can where I can get into the summer oh there's summer reading contest. Intrepid kid, military kid, intrepid military kids, PTSD and TBI, uh, access resources now. There's a survey. Join our network. It's free. It says. Learn more. Uh, looking for the what you were talking about being able to get into the mailing list. And short of short of joining, which I, I'm not sure I want to join for the simple reason that it'll just get swallowed up into the many things I have joined and have completely lost track of, which isn't exactly fair. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, actually, I think if you join, you, you pay a nominal fee of like 20 bucks or something like that, 30 bucks, whatever it is, and then uh, it's for the year. They mean well, and their money's kind of uh, their monies do go to great programs for military families. Just that they, they do force you to donate, if you will. Well, some people say the same thing about the American Legion and the VFW that, that it's, and that's pretty much the same thing that they do. It's a uh, be a member. You have to pay your dues. But with right. with the American Legion and with the VFW, they are uh, chartered by Congress, so there is more of that official officialness to it because it deals with veterans. Uh, and if, if you're like Boy Scouts, you gotta pay your dues every year. 
Uh, yep. So, having dues on anything, just about, about pretty much any any organization you get involved with, if you want to be involved with it, you are going to have to pay some dues. So, not unusual. Let's see. I'm not finding it easily here. So, the families over here, they're, they're all talking food. They're making me drool. <laughs> okay, what, what are you looking for? Is, uh... um, you mentioned a, a an email or a mailing list they had for summer ideas. Yeah, actually, I, what I can do is I can forward you this one. I can put okay. your name or your email on their mailing list, and they will send it to you. If I can get, I'm. Out in the middle of no where I, I'm not even sure where I am. So my uh, internet is not the the best right now. Not like it's taking me a long time just to load this page. Yeah, very good. I wouldn't don't worry too much about it. Uh, again, we can we can get that started and worked on, and then come next week when we do the show, we can uh, we can do some of the stuff that we find and. Uh, okay, so the email that I got from them has the highlights of summer reading program, the contest. The next one below that is Insight PCS, time for military spouses to make their mark. The next one is PTSD awareness, know the facts and where to find help. And then uh, Blue Star Family Museums, and it talks about all the museums that are free and where to go and how to get your passes and things like that. And then their sponsor is Bristol Myers Squibb. So it was just a short newsletter that they sent out just to highlight what they got going on for their summer, and uh, the museums and park stuff is also it's all it's always awesome. Matter of fact, a lot of their stuff that they do is uh, that we actually use is going to be the statistics that they they put out. They poll the military families, and a lot of statistical analysis that do come out is used through the military. Hmm. I hope that's not me. What's that? Making all that uh, staticky noise. Might might be me on my end. I'm not sure. The the like I said, the family's in the background chatting away. So that might be adding to it. Sounds like I thought about pulling all of my computer stuff up to the to my office. But I had emptied my office out, so one of the boys had a had a place to stay when we brought family in. So the family, yep. the, the, the visiting family were downstairs, and then uh, wife and I, the wife and I and the boys were upstairs, and two of them they, they camped out in the big bed that we set up upstairs. And I should have just left my computer upstairs, <laughs> but I didn't. I brought it down here, and now I got a now I got a chat uh, on uh, chat with them listening. Oh no, that's fine. At least you you solved your your connection problem, you know, where you used to always drop. Now not so much. 
exactly sure what I did there, but it it, it, it worked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Whatever it is. we'll cut in and out every now and again, but I mean, you're still at least you're still online, you know. Amen. Amen to that. Okay, well, let's see. If I bring that up over here, bring that over there, and hit that, and knock that. There we go. Back to normal. Uh, I do have a new guest on. I guess that might be you. Is that you? Where? Or you mean online? No, I can't even get online. Okay, so I got a new guest that we're in the chat room. I uh, guess number three, four, nine. That's another way you can do is if you're in the chat room, you can you can click on the chat button. It doesn't necessarily bring you into into the, the, the show, but it's a clean and easy way to listen to the show, and that works fine. A lot of people do that. Probably probably uh, uh, Chris <laughs> listening in. He does that every week. <coughs> Who's unable to Chris Pape? He's unable oh, to, Chris, to yeah. call in. So right, right. Does that work? <coughs> Sorry. A little scratch in the back of the throat. Anyway, I'm trying to keep track of what's going on with Facebook as well. There it goes. Come over here, click that, and let's see what happens. You know who we're missing today? <laughs> we're missing Susan. What's that? Where's Susan at? Where's who? Susan. That's who we're missing today. Where is she at? I, I don't know. I, that's a good point. Hello. She's, she's not, yeah, let's, let's jump into this. Let's let's get this going. And now it's like, where is she? Well, we did we did spouse spouts. We did a, an issue an, an edition of spouse hey, spouts. Want a shout out on um, when you guys run spouse spouts? You know the time frames, days, and things like that. Well, we haven't figured that out yet. We just we only did the one. We've done the one episode so far, the initial episode. And it was good. Um, we had that one joker that called in, being a complete total butt. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I remember that. That we that was that made for some fun. And <laughs> I haven't I haven't had a chance to to chat with her since. I know she's had a uh, a couple of things that she was uh, uh, dealing with with uh, close friends. Let's see, we did show, I'm back on the 7th. So, yeah, we're, we're doing do another show. We'll probably do one probably right after the 4th of July. I hope. Perfect. Right after the 4th of July, I'll either be in L.A., Hawaii, or Guam, one of the three. Yeah. Depends on what day you're going to be doing. Good, good, solid, logical place. That makes sense to me. <laughs> well, we, we got to drop the car off to get shipped on the fifth of July in LAX, in LA, and then we're on the plane from uh, LA to Hawaii on the right. sixth, and then uh, we, we lay over for four hours, and then we're back on the plane again, and then once we cross the international deadline, we lose a day. Right. Well, it just depends on what day you guys are going to do it. I might be in the air. Well, if you're handy, we'll we'll get you on. And 
we'll spout about some more stuff. I mean, spouse spouts for all intents and purposes is the same thing we do on male military spouse radio show, except that with male military spouse radio show, what we want to do is we want to create all of those useful things for the guys to tap into without feeling like they're listening to Army Wife Network. Yeah, I'm right. Did you ever listen to anything that they used to talk about on Army Wife Network? I, that is. I, that was. I don't even go there, that, man. I, I, one, I'm not army. Two, I'm not a wife. That's like. It's I don't, I don't go there. crap. What they did, what they talked about on that show, was just nuts. I mean, it was all feely, feely, goody, goody, feely, feely. And um, where is that useful? I, I, I couldn't. I just couldn't get into it. So, and then I tried calling them one time, and they just basically blew me off because I was not a girl. And I got one good friend that came out of Everything all right in the kitchen there? Wow. I heard something blow up. No, it's, he's, he's trying mashed potatoes, so he couldn't. I was, oh, good God, what the hell? Why are you using the mashed potatoes, not the C4, are you? I think that would work. Uh, Next Gen Mill Spots has a great uh, radio show. I like theirs. Theirs is very specific, though, and it's very well structured. There's the yeah. no free flow. But, yeah, they, they got great stuff. Is good. I mean, I, I mean, one day, one day, maybe, maybe we've got enough people knocking on our doors that really want. I've got a company, uh, Zebit, that wants to do, wants to, to, to pay for a 15-minute interview on the show. And I will do that. I will do that probably in July. We will have, we will find out uh, everything that is done deals with Zebit. Uh, they're a consumer credit um, company, and what they're what they're trying to do is they're trying to sell their product. And it will be, for all intents and purposes, an infomercial that because it'll be recorded, will be used. But I need to work out hammer up details with them and they're wanting, they're wanting to buy 15 minutes worth of the show <clears throat> so I just got to work out the details with them and that'll be that'll happen after we're done with 4th of July <laughs> so that'll come up soon and then um, other than that I just really need to we because we've crossed almost all of the T's and dotted all of the I's on things that male military spouses have problems going through, the the show's getting getting to the point where we're, we're going to have to start repeating things. And yes. we, we do no, I, we're yeah. podcasts. I mean, since we're podcasts, it's everything we've talked about in the last two years is still valid. Like our PCS lists, uh, yeah. uh, our yeah, resource exactly. lists. And so, you know, where do I go for, from here on this? Um, well, the one thing that do change is going to be the financial pieces that we've, we've talked about and we've done. Uh, I know we had Doug. We had a couple other guys talk about finances and how each year, I won't say each year, but several years, they change. Uh, there's, there's new tax write-offs. There's new tax niches and things that you should be aware of, that kind of thing. But uh, that one would be fresh and new. But 
all the other stuff is pretty much still prevalent and still valid. And we're going to do that come come August. We're going to start talking tax preps for the end of the year uh, because individual tax preparation it deals year to year. It doesn't really do a whole heck of a lot of good in the month of December to start talking about, hey, you know, you need to start protecting the, for some fun this way. You need to start looking at making sure you've got all of your your receipts collected, et cetera, when we should be talking about that in August or September, uh, right. October at the latest. And so maybe I can get, get some of the guys together, get Rob, get uh, get uh, uh, Doug. To, to We'll do a couple of shows that are, are dealing with finances, and we'll get that rolling. Um, but they already, they've got their own podcasts that they're doing, and short of duplicating what they're doing, uh, it'll be valuable for a bit. But like you say, we need to do that every year. So, yeah. Is there anything else you want to chat about that uh dealing with? I mean, we, we covered a little bit of... Uh, you know what? We've got the bratwurst for cooking, and... Uh, like I said, I had one of my cousins just doing that, Nathan. He's 17 years old. 17 years old, he cooked dinner tonight. We'll be eating that here in about a half hour to 45 minutes. Um, are the brats ready there, Nathan? Are they? Or are you still cooking? You got them cooking right now? Oh, you're not cooking them out on the grill? I thought you were going to do the grill. Oh, well. A pan that was safe on the grill, you could have used. Well, I there was I had an idea on that one, but it's, well, he's cooking them on the, 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 the stove top, so that should work out. There you go, brown them on the grill. So what exactly do you do with the brats? I brown them on the grill. Brown them on the grill. Cook them in the beer till the beer is all gone. You make 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 the beer. Oh, a cast iron skillet. Now I don't have any cast iron skillets here. They're all in Tennessee. I mean, all in Texas. Dang it! I probably need to give. I got one with me. <laughs> you got one with you. That's well, right. You're no help to me, Jay. Gosh. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, on the way from Rhode Island, there's Tangier outlets on the way to Connecticut, and. Right. When my, my mother and my aunt was up here for my son's graduation, we passed through there, and I saw this, this kitchen shop. I'm like, oh, let me go in there. Take a look. See, while the, the wife was at over Old Navy getting my youngest son all his school uniforms for his DODA school that we'll, he'll be going to once we reach Guam. I got there, and I saw the biggest cast iron cooking pan I've ever seen. I'm like, wow, that's bigger than what I got at home. <laughs> I want this. So... We didn't buy it at that time, but now on our way out, we, we passed through Connecticut again. <laughs> I'm pulling in here. I'm going to give it that tan. So I bought that tan, and now it's in my, my not my carry-ons, but my, my checked luggage I'm going to take. So I got this huge frying pan, cast iron frying pan, in, in my luggage. That takes up half of your... Yeah. Half, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it takes up a good portion. It's about, uh, I have this really, really big suitcase, so it's got, uh, it takes up about a quarter of the bottom of the, of the suitcase, but it's worth it, you know? It's a, this thing is huge, man. It's like a, I don't know what it, what that is, it's like 18 inches or so. It's a huge freaking yeah. frying pan. 
like, man, I, I got to have that for my, my, you know, fried chicken when I, when I do something like that. Oh, hey, we thought of something. I, you know, it, and it may not be new. It may, it may be a, a, a common uh, cooking style that people use, but we ate, like I was telling you about that little restaurant underneath the Eiffel Tower that I was sitting at yesterday. Right. We went ahead and had their pizza. And we had the tortellinis and had some spaghetti, uh, drank some of their beer, drank some of their, their well, they got really good water. Um, drank a few, uh, I mean, we sat down there and watched the traffic all go crazy on everybody. It was a good time. They had olive oil in which were a whole shitload of peppers stuffed in it. And they said, mm-hmm. this is this mm-hmm. is the hot oil. This is the hot hot sauce, if you will. Yep. And okay. so they tried they they tried it. They put some in their bread, put some on their pizza, uh, yep. short of just putting it up to their lips and drinking it down. But you know that, that would be gross because it's olive oil. And watching them, it's like, hmm, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's got a good taste. It's it's a little bit hot. And then the, as time went on, they're going like they're it, it caught up to them. They're like, oh my god, this stuff's hot. It's catching up to me. We had a thought. We had a thought. Barbecue. I'm sorry, not barbecue. Uh, fried chicken. Okay? You take the uh-huh. oil that you're going to cook your fried chicken in, but instead you marinate your, your chilies in it for a couple of days and go ahead and fry up your fried chicken with those, with those peppers in the, the oil. Won't that make for a, 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 a spicy fried chicken? Yes, it would. So what kind of peppers would you want to use? Would you want to use red peppers? Would you want to use uh, uh, jalapenos? Would you want to use habaneros? What would, would you want to stick into that? I would stick with cayenne. Peppers? Stick with I'll cayenne stick with peppers. Yeah, because if you go uh, jalapenos or habaneros or anything like that, you might go overboard and it'd be too hot. Whereas a cayenne pepper, it's, is a, it's a nice, easy pepper. It can go either way, but it, it's a medium. So I would, I would stick with cayenne. My family is or, listening to this, and they're going, uh-uh, uh-uh, no such thing as too hot. No such thing as too hot. Well, you got to remember, who's your target audience? If you're having kids who are like nine years old and below trying to eat that chicken, they're not going to be able to eat it because the score yeah, units are tar- too high. I'm not the target audience. I have gringo mouth. There okay, but no if you keep it purely just for adults who like hot stuff, then yeah, go with uh, the ghost pepper. Go with uh, <laughs> Hawaiian chili peppers. You know, go with that kind of stuff. Do you like that? Go for it. But my family, I have a younger one. I got to kind of balance the, the Scoville out with flavor, you know. We like flavor. We don't like hot. I like hot. I just don't want them to go over hot. And then the, the young one won't even touch it. I stay with any flavor of Schofield. A good Chipotle, it's uh, smoky. It's, you know, it depends on, on what, what flavor you're trying for and what you're trying to achieve. If you're just looking for a, a nice medium hot where it's like a regular, like a really regular chili pepper, uh, 
cayenne would, would be your, your normal everyday go go to kind of pepper. I'm just thinking putting it in uh, just you know using it for frying the chicken. If that would that all be. Yeah. Now, so, have you ever so what I would anybody... do, if you're looking for that, I would mix in a, a bit of cayenne with a bit of red bell pepper inside the oil, and then let that oil sit and marinate. Hmm. Would you want to Would you want to marinate the chicken, or you want to just just let the the let the, uh, the 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 peppers marinate in the oil so that the oil gets right. the, the, the the chicken? Let, let the peppers marinate in the oil because if you look in uh, a lot of kitchen equipment supply places, they'll have those oils. And those oils are uh, all these different types of peppers that are just sitting in oil or uh, like hot, you know, like, uh, what do you call that? Um, chili pepper water. In Hawaii, we make chili pepper water. My family does. So we get the Hawaiian chili pepper, which is a small little red bastards that are like freaking super hot. And we just pick them and we throw them inside the, a, a jar, fill them up with water and let it sit there for like a month or two, and it just kind of makes everything nice and hot, you know? That's what we do. You can do the exact same thing, but instead of doing it in water, do it in evil. That'll work. Hmm. You get pickled peppers. Hmm. I mean, pickled peppers is not, nothing new, you know? Instead of pickling it in, in, in brine, Put it in oil, and they do so, they do sell that at uh, restaurant uh, equipment places. They, they sell those things. They you know they normally sell for decorations, but yeah, you use them too. <laughs> they work. That's Just that's an idea. You see it for decorations, and you pull it out, going, "Yeah, put this in my food." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> They look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> well, think about it, right? Because anytime when you go to a restaurant, you don't want to eat food that looks ugly. So they, they give you a nice presentation. Same thing with their, their wines and their, their oils and things like that. So their oils are all sitting there, and they look like they're, they're decorations because they're made nice, but they're actually used for cooking. Huh. Ah, that's painful. Hey, I need to take a quick 30-second break here. Be right back. As Captain Barrett's wife, I'm known for my volunteer work, but at home... Hey, you ate all the cookies. Wasn't me. I'm known for my amazing chocolate chip cookies, and that's fine with me. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote, or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. I, too, am known for my chocolate chip cookies. Just nobody knows because I eat them all. <laughs> I do like the chocolate chip cookies. No, I don't make cookies. What am I saying? I'm lying to you guys. I don't make cookies. I, I will take cookies out them, of right? That's right. I eat them. Uh, now, if, if, it's, if it's like that, that, that peel and bake that... Uh, Billsbury makes the the ones that you just take the uh, take, you buy it at the grocery store and you, you yep. pop it open and you peel them out and it says separate them by you know an inch and preheat the oven to such and such degrees and and then 
throw them in, wait for so many minutes. Oh, now, I'm an expert at that. I am a pro. I can make you some cookies. Now, I'm an expert at eating them. I just pick them yeah. up and put them in my too. <laughs> it's got quality assurance. And That's right. Teach our, QA department we need to teach here. our kids. That's right. It is a it is a good job to get into. Teach kids a good job to get into called QA. And we can also teach them a very important skill of wooden spoon avoiding. That's <laughs> Because as grandma's cooking those cookies, she's gonna whack you with with spoon if you eat the, the, the cookie dough before it's cooked. That and you gotta have uh, quick hands to do hot potatoes because sometimes you pull them off the the cooling rack a little too early. <laughs> you know, I I I I I know what you're talking about, but you know, I, I can't say I've ever pulled one off too early. They all stayed pretty cooked to me. So, and for some reason, I seem to have lost Jay. I need to look take, to make sure that I haven't lost my internet. <laughs> No, that shows I still have connection. So hopefully Jake can call me right back. Uh, he just may have lost battery. That's what it might have been what happened. But uh, we'll find out real quick. Uh, but yeah, cookies. Now that is another thing that needs to be made. Uh, uh, everybody needs to make is cookies. Lots of cookies. And you guys that that have those young kids. Uh, I'm telling you, learn to make cookies, because cookies are good. Cookies make the day. Dad will be the best dad in the world if you make cookies. They just don't have to know that it's really easy. You just bought it at the store to drop on a cookie sheet and cook. <laughs> and you're back, That's Jay. Right. Oh, did you're, I go? You're here. Yeah, you're on now. Yeah, I didn't know I dropped. No, yeah, I'm crossing over more bayou, which a uh, lost signal. Yeah, yeah. If the gators were eating your signal. <laughs> um, you you got... Now I got like four or five bars now, but uh, yeah. That'll do it to you. Them, them gators are. Them gators don't get happy when uh, they lose football games. Yep, I'm actually coming up on Whiskey Bay. There you go. Good old, which reminds me, I should I should grab me a glass and have me a have me a scotch. So, talk for a second while I grab me a glass and have me some scotch. <laughs> hey, let's talk about whiskey because I'm passing Whiskey Bay. That glass looks clean enough. Americans call it scotch, and Scott, you know what Scottish people call Scott? Whiskey. Whiskey. That's what they call it. Yeah, they call it whiskey. It's just like uh, it's just like calling uh, Brazil nuts. You know what Brazilians call Brazil nuts? Nuts. Nuts. <laughs> Bet you heard that. Yeah, I, I heard that the cork popped right up. Yep. Mm, Glen Livet Twelve Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. Do you know I noticed something on that too? Um, you got all your various whiskeys. You got your Jack Daniels. You got your Jim Beam. You got all of those those ones that got got important sounds like important names of bootleggers of, of old. And they spell yep. their whiskey with a 
a K-E-Y on the end. Yep. But you get your old scotch, your old whiskeys that are made in Scotland, and it's it's K-Y. There is no E. So it is right. not the same. This is not whiskey. This is the Glenlivet. And I'm pouring me some. I don't know if y'all can hear that. Uh, so smooth. It even pours smooth and quiet. Yeah. Mm. Such a bouquet. I like I like taking my my scotch and swirling it around like it was a fine wine, you know, and breathe in that bouquet. I'm talking all French for y'all. Mm. Okay. And I and then I hold it up to my lips, and, and you just take a little bit, just a little bit. It's much better. Oh, that's so good. And take me another swallow. Oh, yeah. And now to put the cork back on so it doesn't evaporate. That's that's a sin, letting your your scotch evaporate. That's yeah, called the angel share. Yeah, angel's my ass. They don't get <laughs> And then, of course, a chaser with the beer. Just humid enough here and now. Here in Germany right now, that you let the beer sit on the table for a touch, and you see it's got those sweat beads on there. You reach up and grab it, and it slides out of your hand. The reason why is because they got a label in the front, they got a label in the back, and the, the, the glue's let go, and so the bottle slides right out the, the labels that are still in your hand. Catch it. One you just gotta hold it on to it harder. The nice part is, is that I can then take this, take this label, and set it down on a piece of hard uh, cork, a thick piece of cork, and I can make myself a, a coaster. Must be frugal. Must be frugal. Oh, that was gross. I reached for the bottle. I started to slip a little bit because there's a little bit of glue left. And then I couldn't take my fingers off because they were glued to the bottle. <laughs> wow, that's weird. It's it telling you something. Don't let it go. I, yeah, well, slide my little finger under the the little finger that you you stick up in the air while you're drinking from the the, the scotch bottle to show that you're sophisticated. You know, pinky in the air. Well, with a beer bottle, you slide it underneath the bottle to hold the bottle. Hmm. You gotta love that beer. Keeler Bites Beer. Yep. Way tasty. Way tasty. I don't label, but it's in German. I don't speak German. Not even close. I'm tired of embarrassing myself <laughs> with the Germans when they, they say, I'm so sorry. I, I, my my English is very limited. It's like, dude, your English is better than my German. I guarantee it. <laughs> yum yum. yum. Uh, this, is, this is great. So, what kind of what kind of drinks are you going to be working? 
and then enjoying once you get stopped today. I mean, it's what uh, quarter to eleven now for you, isn't it? Uh, I'm drinking a Café Olé from Café Du Monde. That's about it. Oh, yeah. I'm talking all French on us there from Louisiana. It's, yeah, it's it's French town, you know. I'm coming up on Bro Bridge. French spelling. B-R-E-A-U-S. <laughs> Bro Bridge. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Actually, I'm, uh, that's that's where I'm coming up right now. And Lafayette's not that far from, from there. So I'm like 20 miles out of Lafayette. Nice. Yep, Bro Bridge. There it is. You're actually making some pretty dang good time. It's you not left. too bad, but there's a lot of traffic out, so it's uh, a lot of rigs. And the rigs keep to the right. It, 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 it goes pretty good. Well, that's cool. I mean, then, then you'll be hitting Lake Charles. You'll be crossing the line over to Beaumont, Texas, and then off to Houston. Yeah, um, yep, from here, straight straight up into Houston. What we try to do, though, is uh, we normally stop every three hours because I got the dogs with me, so I got to walk the dogs. So That's useful. Stop Was that? That's useful because otherwise you'll end up with, uh, with uh, extra fragrance bars that you're not interested in. Right, right. That and uh, makes the rental car look pretty nasty well it's a rental <laughs> it is it is so we actually have to rent the car we're looking to grab an rv just to go across country and just tow the other car behind but there was no one-way rvs in the week of fourth of july because they're all booked solid i'm like oh okay so we ended up getting a rental uh rental car so that way we could pack the dogs because our vehicle has to be pristine when we send it to the shippers. Mm. So as soon as we get to LA, we're gonna do a, a quick uh, exterior wash. Is where they did the, we did a full interior detailing. We did outside inside, but then uh, all the bugs on it. So we'll do a quick wash in LA and then give it to the shippers. They a okay it, throw it on a container, and then ship out. Why are they doing it through? Why are you doing it through LA? Instead of doing it through, say, Dallas? Um, normally, it's either Baltimore or L.A., and it, it just turned out that way. I knew We knew that we wanted to meet with family before we left for the next three to four years because we're not going to come back stateside for the next three to four years when, when we're all the way out right. in Guam. So, well, we could have gone to and you're Baltimore going, and just popped off there. Now, you're going to Guam? Yeah. Or Korea. Guam. Guam. Yeah. So that's cool. That's cool. You'll be be calling us the day after, or calling us and talking on the the show (laughs) the day before. Right. So it'll be a day before for me. It'll be a day after for you guys. Yeah. So, like, uh, if it's Fridays, I'll actually have to be ready on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So this time, this time, well, let's see. Uh, we're at plus two here, and what is and in Guam is what plus ten. They're they're fifteen hours ahead of Eastern Seaboard time, so whatever that is. Okay, so Eastern 
Eastern is minus plus five. Oh no, minus four, five. Is it minus five? five. Minus five. Oh, minus five. It's minus five. It's everything. Everything is based. How that works is minus five or the plus, so plus, plus two or whatever. It all boils down to the Greenwich Mean Line. Right. The Greenwich Meridian, which is yep. the line, the imaginary line that splits the Earth into two halves. Right. That has on where where it goes through England is considered zero, where it yep. goes through the other side of the Earth in the Pacific Ocean near Guam is the 180th also known as the International Date Line. This, now, for those right. of you that are listening and you're wondering, what the heck am I talking about? I'm giving you a little bit of education on how the Earth is broke up into time zones and things like that. Every 15 degrees around the world is considered a new time zone, with England being zero and middle of the, or over the Pacific, close to the close to the Orient, as 180. So, what happens is. <laughs> Every time zone has its own designation, plus or minus. America, I'm sorry, um, here in Germany, we're plus two. That means that you take what time it is in, in, in England and add two hours, and that's what time I am at right now. So since I'm looking at a quarter to six in the evening here in Germany, it's a quarter to four in England, okay? Minus four or five, whichever the case may be, for United States on the East Coast is you're looking at the quarter to four in England, and then you subtract that many hours, so it's quarter to 11 in, on the East Coast. Actually, I think it's quarter to 12 Goes, take it to six hours for me, and since I'm on that plus two, um, and and where it really throws everybody is is the daylight savings time. That is always a kicker. It's always makes it interesting. Um, over in the time, quick right now, and see what kind of difference it is. Since they're going to be close to the international date line, that's leaving you with a show me there's my date and time. It's uh, plus 1,000 UTC. Plus who? (laughs) That's what it says. Tomorrow standard time, plus 1,000 UTC. That makes no sense. One thousand. Oh, you know that would be plus ten. That would be plus ten. Right, plus ten. Um, so you would be you would be taking my time and subtracting eight hours. Um, on East Coast, since it's a minus six, you plus ten, you'd be sixteen hour difference. Uh, yeah, it says right here, fifteen hours ahead of where I'm at right now. So it's like, okay. Yeah. So 15 hours from right now, and you said it's almost 11 there? Yep. Would be 15 hours would be 20, would be 15 hours would be 26, which would be 0200 in the morning tomorrow. Yep. Absolutely. 
So you'll be, you will actually be calling at 11 o'clock at night on the day of and going until 1 a.m. of the following day just to talk on our show, which is morning drive on the east coast of the America. That's right. <laughs> it's a good thing you're. It's a good thing you're a good co-host. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to pull that off, but well, actually, it'll be Saturday, so it's not bad. That's right. It'll be Saturday morning and Sunday. Late Friday night, you'll come home drunk from partying in Guam. You'll fire up and you'll talk on the radio show and and, uh, work your way into Saturday. Yeah. Right, so it'll be late Friday night, early Saturday morning. Yeah. That'll work. (laughs) It should be fine. It'll work. Sure. I'll be up uh, watching TV or doing something on the computer or, I don't know, doing something. It'll, it'll be the weekend, so it's not going to be a problem. You know what? It's a good thing my the show only has ten more minutes. Why, are you getting that are, hungry? The beer brats are ready. I can smell them. They look good. They smell good. Well, they smell like the the the... the they smell like a good brat is supposed to smell, you know, somewhat burnt on the outside, but that's that's part of the flavoring. It's called caramelizing, right? Yep. With beer. We can call it that. Or, that works. <laughs> and then uh, on, on a brisket, it'll be called cookie. Yeah. There you go. And And... And, and we need to see whether or not we've got that on a brisket where it's got that, that section where it's nice and dark before it reaches the pink. Um, yep. That's a cookie. Oh, what is that called? Cookie. If, if Glenn so were that, here. That pot layer of all the seasonings and, and the, the burntness before you get yeah, to well the pink, that layer is called the cookie. Yeah, but I mean, between from there into the meats, the first part of the meat that's that's uh, that's dark, uh, almost the part where it's like it's done, very done, but it only is like an, yeah, half an inch or so. You you get it from smoking, smoking. That is called yummy. <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> yummy. In in Hawaii, in Hawaiian, we call that onolicious. Like you call it what? Onolicious. Onolicious. In Hawaiian, ono means delicious. Oh, so gotcha, it's delicious, gotcha. delicious. Delicious, delicious. Delicious, delicious. Yeah, onolicious. <laughs> that sounds good to me. That sounds real good to me. Oh, let's see. Looks like some uh, there's some more activity over at Facebook. Check that out real quick because, like I said, we're getting close to the end of the show. Make sure there isn't anything that we haven't covered that needs to be covered. Uh, Especially since I'm on my cell phone driving across country. I can't really look online (laughs) while I'm doing that. Hey, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, Looks like I'll see relatives liking photos from all of our our huge – well, let's see. Uh Uh-oh. Glenn just said he likes the fact that we were running a bit late, only an hour. Um, and guest 349 has dropped out, so uh, whoever that was, um, have fun. We'll see you guys next week. 
Uh, but in the meantime, we still have like seven minutes left. Um, let's see. We covered beer brats. We covered uh, some barbecue tips. We talked about the hot uh, oil, which sounds really yeah. good. Hopefully with that. Maybe I can come up with we'll a light on that later. Stuff, though. Yeah. And then uh, it makes me wonder if you, if, if you couldn't marinate the oil or, or set the oil up with, like, like mint. wonder what that would be like if you put mint in the oil. I'm not got sure, that. but they do stir-fry with that stuff. And if you stir-fry with the uh, hot oil, if you will, you know, chili pepper oil, once it goes airborne, it's like pepper spray, just to let you know. Oh, wow. I'll remember yeah, that. It, That's scary. It, it's all up in your face, and it, it burns, and it smell it smells good from uh, from afar. But if you're cooking over that pan, and it's and it's you know bubbling like how hot oil should be bubbling, that fine particles will, will go on you. And since it is oil, it'll stick. So don't oh rub. shit! You know what I mean? Well, uh, yeah, I've um, worked with it before. It's fine. You just got to put a spatter guard over it. Well, if you're in Hawaii, you've already you do a lot of scuba diving, so you got a scuba mask handy. Just put one of those on. <laughs> no, it don't work, well. You, you yeah, yeah. Or, or become a firefighter, so you got one of those full air masks that you can just put over your face. Or, or if you've got young kids, if you've got babies, if you've got little babies, you already have one of those air masks to deal with the, the really smelly running diapers. You just can't use like a lot of the oil, like that, like how you're thinking. Where you're gonna deep fry something in it? You can't. Do, I'm pretty sure you can't do that because it, it'll go everywhere, and then you, you'll be dying trying to breathe with all this chili pepper all over your face and stuff like that. Oh my God, that sounds like a great prank. <laughs> it's oh not my a great prank. God, that's just like pepper spraying somebody in the face. Don't don't pepper spray I, unless you mean like it. I like it. Yeah, hell yeah. That's a great prank. Oh, that's what it's called. So, um, I'm when you stir fry with it, if you do a stir fry, look for the Mongolian fire oil. That's what it's called. And then you try Mongolian, to. Mongolian, Mongolian fire, fire oil. oil. It's the exact same stuff that you're talking about, but instead of using evil, uh, you know, evil, they're using, uh-huh. um, like a vegetable oil kind of thing. And, uh, it's got chili peppers all in it, and it's got a little bit oh, of uh, darkened soy sauce in it. So, but yeah, once that chili pepper hits that pan and it starts frying, it'll pop and spatter, and it'll turn into like a mist cloud. And if you're standing right over that and you bring that in, it gets to you. It's like you're getting fully pepper sprayed in the face. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. Hey, Glenn, if you're listening, watch out, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I get back stuff. to Texas. I mean, it tastes good. Just yeah, I can imagine. I mean, uh, although I'm I, I, I'm I'm hesitant. Like I said, I have gringo mouth. I, I I if I if I suspect it's going to be hot, I make sure I have milk and booze nearby to put my mouth in. I'm not stupid. I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid. Hey, I got one more. I need to play the commercial one more time, and then we'll do a quick wrap-up. All right. Sound like a plan? All right. Sounds like a plan. Here we go. 
When I'm on base, I'm known as Staff Sergeant Cooper, but at home... Daddy! Hi, Dad. Daddy! Hi. I'm known as Dad, and I wouldn't have it any other way. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote, or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. Yep, known as dad. That's what all of us are known as dad, and that's that's the good part about having kids. Um, although I'm thinking evil thoughts right now with making airborne uh, uh, oil. <laughs> you should not have given me that idea. Oh, I think well, you know when I came up with the idea itself, you know, I was like, oh yeah, let's put some chili pepper in this uh, olive oil and eat that. I'm like, yeah, you can, you can cook with it, but. Uh, I just remembered when I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, I, I use that stuff. It's called Mongolian fire oil, and I remember what happened to me when I first started using that stuff back when I was younger. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's like you're choking. That thing just burns. So don't be standing <laughs> over the pot when you're cooking with it. <laughs> I can just see it now, trying to cook it up. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, frying up some. Uh, uh, no, I wasn't thinking so much fried chicken. I was thinking more in the lines of um, uh, cooking up some some potatoes or something. You know, uh, uh, French fries. <laughs> would it, uh, the kick, it would make some okay, great French fries. fries. Oh my so god! If you do stir fry, if you got like a wok and then you're gonna put um, the hot the Mongolian fire oil in it, and it's got to heat up, it's got to warm up, right? As soon as you introduce like a vegetable since it's got a lot of water in it, that water and oil don't mix. So it'll pop and spatter, and it'll cause wow. the, the, the water wow. to turn into vapor, into steam. And as it turns into steam, it's taking all that capsicum into the air. And if you're standing over that wok and you're breathing that stuff in, it's like instant hot chili pepper in the face, you know? Man, that's cool. <laughs> Painful as hell, but that's just cool. I, it's not going to stick to you, but it'll make you shorten your breath. Like, oh my God, you got to well, get away from it, tear up, and everything. I'm going to experiment with some of this stuff a little bit. We'll see what we come up with. We'll talk next week and see what we what we have. Any last part comments before we go? Actually, I got to make a stop to let the dogs out. But no, that's it. There you go. All right, hey everybody, stay safe. Fourth of July is coming up, and it's going to get crazy. This is Old Park, Dave Edders, signing out with Jay Howe, also signing out. I'll see you now next week. The views and opinions expressed on Male Military Spouse Radio are not those of the management of MontrosSpouse.com or any of their sponsors and shall be deemed just that, opinions and views. <laughs>